0: Not sure you've noticed this, but artificial intelligence technology has been moving pretty darn fast lately. If you went back just two years and showed someone what AI is now capable of, from ChatGPT GPT to mid-journey to AI voice generators and more, uh, they'd probably be genuinely shocked at how quickly this has all gone down. And it shows no signs of slowing. And that's not entirely a bad thing, but the speed at which this is all taking place means that everyone, even people who are generally well-informed have to be constantly vigilant about the bad things that these tools are or will be capable of, including the world's governments, who are notoriously pretty darn slow about addressing the dangers of emerging technologies.
1: Yeah, they're still figuring out this whole internet thing. So. How do I open this PDF, Jack? So it was actually pretty refreshing to hear that uh, this week, Joe Biden would be signing a sweeping executive order laying out regulations for safe, secure, and trustworthy artificial intelligence. And on Monday, that's what he did. And Honestly, it's not bad. Just in terms of the length of the order, there's a lot happening here. It's pretty comprehensive, which makes sense because the White House has spent a year drafting it, but it is also, despite being comprehensive, pretty toothless and vague, at least at this point. It's mostly a long list of areas where AI presents risk and the promise that the US government is gonna look into it and set some guidelines. Here's the AP
0: with some more of the meaningful parts of this order. (laughs) The order is an initial step that is meant to ensure that AI is trustworthy and helpful rather than deceptive and destructive. The order, which will likely need to be augmented by congressional action, seeks to steer how AI is developed so that companies can profit without putting public safety in jeopardy. Using the Defense Production Act, the order requires leading AI developers to share safety test results and other information with the government. The National Institute of Standards and Technology is to create standards to ensure AI tools are safe and secure before public release. The Commerce Department is to issue guidance to label and watermark AI-generated content to help differentiate between authentic interactions and those generated by software. The extensive order touches on matters of privacy, civil rights, consumer protections, scientific research, and workers' rights. As for why Biden
1: decided to make this such a high priority, here's the New York Times. Deep fakes use AI-generated audio and video to smear reputations, spread fake news, and commit fraud, Mr. Biden said at the signing of the order at the White House. He described his concern that fraudsters could take three seconds of a person's voice and manipulate its content, turning an innocent comment into something more sinister that would quickly go viral. I've watched one of me. Mr. Biden said, referring to an experiment his staff showed him to make the point that a well-constructed artificial intelligence system could convincingly create a presidential statement that never happened and thus touch off a political or national security crisis. I said, when the hell did
0: I say that? Deep fakes? That must be what they've been using on my son Hunter. Yeah. They've been posting a lot of crazy videos of him and that's not the boy I know. To be fair, they could have played
1: probably a lot of actual Biden quotes and he wouldn't have remembered. I didn't that. say that.
0: Harry Langs? That doesn't sound like no, me. No, I would never do that. Corn Corncob? And on a similar note, here's the AP. The issue of AI was seemingly inescapable for Biden. At Camp David one weekend, he relaxed by watching the Tom Cruise film Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. The film's villain is a sentient and rogue AI known as the entity that sinks a submarine and kills its crew in the movie's opening minutes. If he hadn't already been concerned about what could go wrong with AI before that movie, he saw plenty more to worry about, said Reed, who watched the film with the president. Uh, Holy shit! Someone needs to show Biden more movies. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of scary stuff in movies. Yeah. Imagine if he ever saw Black Mirror. Oh, yeah, no, that's a great idea. Yeah. There's a lot of dystopian science fiction that we should be showing this man. Because he thinks it's, well, a lot of it is progressing that way, but... uh... He thinks it's very real
1: right now. Yeah. Which is how they should be looking at things like this because the technology will evolve
0: faster than they're able to regulate. I mean, in a lot of ways, yeah. Yeah. I mean, by the end of his term, Ronald Reagan uh, fully believed that movies he'd acted in uh, were actual experiences that he had had. Mm. Well, that's because his brain uh, was turned into soup by the end of his presidency. Right, and the same is true for our current president who still has uh, five more years, baby, if all things (laughs) go according to plan. I did like how at this press conference, he's sitting at the at the desk signing the EO and no chair for Kamala. Just standing there. Hey, remember me? Yeah. I'm next in line, baby. Mm-hmm. And I laugh so weird. I have the weirdest, most off-putting laugh. Do you think his staff,
1: to show him the example of what AI can do... Look at this clip of Kamala him, Harris. No, no, no. Showed him the video of him and Donald Trump playing Fortnite or whatever. Oh, yeah. That would have been funny.
0: Yeah. Or Call of Duty. I don't even know what a Fortnite is.
1: Yeah. Him and him and uh, I never played
0: Call of Duty with Donald Trump, as far as I can remember. I was just saying, show him that video of Kamala Harris talking about uh, tr- coconut trees or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And be like, <laughs> see, like, this is what they can make. Like, wow. Wow. They made her look completely insane. <laughs> Holy well, shit.
1: Anyways, the executive order, it seems like a good step, even if nearly every bullet point on the list of what it does starts with words like establish, develop and evaluate, followed by vague goals that definitely sound promising but are still very vague. It faces some big problems though. For example, using the Defense Production Act, which is meant for times of war or national crisis, to require AI companies to prove to the government that their products aren't dangerous, is legally dubious enough that it will likely get challenged in court. Other stuff like mandatory watermarking isn't a silver bullet and will also require legislation from Congress, which isn't a problem when it comes to the Senate, but when it comes to the House, Last we checked, they'd just been taken over by Republicans who don't even acknowledge that Joe Biden is really president. But hey, maybe if they hold a mandatory congressional screening of Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, along with some deepfake videos of Mike Johnson saying he loves socialism, this might be something they can all get
0: behind. I know at least one person willing to step across the aisle, and that is Lauren Beetlejuice Bobert. Is like I, as a personal victim of deepfake videos myself. Mm-hmm. I agree. We need to do something about this. You won't believe what they deepfaked me doing. They made a video where I was giving a guy a handjob at a local theater in Denver, which is obviously something I would never do. Exactly. And he, I, he pulled my titty out and he was rubbing it. It's, it's disgusting what these deepfakes are doing to upstanding people like me. Yes. Well,
1: unfortunately for Mr. Johnson, the real audio clips of him are out there and far
0: worse than anything you could imagine. But but they like not it for like his that. party yeah. yeah so we'll just have to wait and see if anything from this executive order leads to more concrete solutions and uh, yeah I mean like the the IRA like they, Biden's actually put a lot of stuff in place where like at first it seemed very vague and then you actually look into how it's being implemented and you're like no this is good mm-hmm. uh, you know replacing your shitty uh, air conditioner with a new one like you save a bunch of money electrifying your homes so i mean if properly implemented by the various government agencies that he has tasked with implementing them Mm -hmm. could be some stuff here but everyone who actually studies this ai stuff is just like i mean it's it's not it's not nothing but it's hardly something Hmm. and yeah over in the uk on wednesday this week leaders and representatives from 28 world governments held a summit on ai that was similarly vague and toothless But still, at least a step in the right direction, I guess. something. Here's the New York Times. On Wednesday morning, the UK government released a document called The Bletchley Declaration, (laughs) signed by representatives from the 28 countries attending the event, including the US and China, which warned of the dangers posed by the most advanced frontier AI systems. There is potential for serious, even catastrophic harm, either deliberate or unintentional, stemming from the most significant capabilities of these AI models the declaration said. Many risks arising from AI are inherently international in nature and so are best addressed through international cooperation. We resolve to work together in an inclusive manner to ensure human-centric, trustworthy, and responsible AI. The document fell short, however, of setting specific policy goals. (laughs) A second meeting is scheduled to be held in six months in South Korea and a third in France in a year. And I mean, as we've seen with climate change, like all it takes, you get all the governments in a room together and they, they, they fix, solve the problem. They solve the problem. They yes. all say, yes, we all should be working on this, and they all go home and they work on it. If we solve the problem, we won't be able to take uh, uh worldwide vacations
1: every six months.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that, talk is, about that is a problem. They need to start holding these summits in just the shittiest places. Yes. Uh they're too comfortable. South Beach, Miami. Yeah, they got these guys all hanging out at Bletchley Manor. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, do you think it is just a coincidence that all these governments are finally getting worried about AI right now,
0: only after that Redditor impregnated his AI girlfriend? No, the wife? I, I, I mean, that was the red line for me. This needs to be stopped. I will. <laughs> do you go... think Emmanuel Macron saw that and was like, oh, no! I will go into that server room and personally <laughs> throw red paint on all the machines and, and shatter them with hammers. Yes. It's Luddite time, baby. Uh-huh. We've gone too far. It needs to stop. What the hell is this? You can't get an AI girlfriend pregnant. Oh
1: well, you can, Elliot, and someone did. No, you can't, and that person may or may not be having triplets and
0: enjoying a little bit of lactation. Uh, No joke, though. If you explain that to just about any conservative member of Congress, they would probably like that's. In fact, that's the way to sell it. Well, no, hey, you. If the litter box shit didn't freak you out enough, look at this shit. Uh-huh. Look
1: they, at this. They would still go out of their way to somehow defend it because Joe Biden is the one putting attempting to put regulations on. Yes, yes. Like, "Oh, my constituents should be free to impregnate
0: whoever they want, whether it be robot or human." That's freedom of whatever, baby. I, well, I mean, it is also interesting that I mean, I'm I'm sure OpenAI has a lot of lobbying money at this point, mm-hmm. but they're still not they haven't been around long enough to really establish themselves. In uh, Washington, D.C. So that's another interesting aspect of this. Like, if, if they were seeking to regulate older, more established industries, they'd run into the obvious problem of people who are literally paid off. But yeah. like, I don't know how much open AI has paid off Congress yet.
1: Well, we'll see. Uh, but at least they're talking about it.
0: I guess it's, you know, talking is st- it's step the one. <laughs> first
1: step to doing
0: something. First step to doing more talking.
1: Yeah, but now let's talk about an embarrassing and distasteful situation Microsoft's AI has created this week, which understandably has one of the world's biggest news publishers pretty upset. Here's the verge of more on that. More than three years after Microsoft gutted its news divisions and replaced their work with AI and algorithmic automation, the content generated by its systems continues to contain grave errors that human involvement could or should have stopped. Today, The Guardian accused the company of damaging its reputation with a poll labeled Insights from AI that appeared in Microsoft Start next to a Guardian story about a woman's death, asking readers to vote on how she died. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, The Guardian wrote that though the poll was removed, the damage had already been done. The poll asked readers to vote on whether a woman took her own life, was murdered, or died by accident. Five-day-old comments on the story indicate readers were upset, and some clearly believed the story's authors were responsible. Oof. That seems pretty heartless, like something that only, something without a heart could come up
0: with. I mean, yes. Literally, yes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that The Guardian would be pissed off about this, considering they had nothing to do with it. Their article was in Microsoft's news aggregator, and Microsoft's AI was like, you know what this needs? Well, little, uh, what, what, what do we call this in uh, in the YouTube business? Uh, interaction, uh, engagement. We yes. need engagement in the article. And uh, yeah, an AI does They did get the engagement, though. A lot of they people. They got are... that engagement. They were, yeah. Uh, they, the AI has learned about rage bait. Exactly. It's <laughs> a couple years behind, but it's like, you know what'll really get the people talking? A poll. A nice, harmless poll. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just a totally distasteful poll that Microsoft's AI generated, placed right next to The Guardian's reporting, as it appears in Microsoft's news aggregator. Microsoft says they're deactivating AI-generated polls for all news articles. And they also said that a poll should have never appeared alongside this kind of article in the first place. Mm, That's weird. Must be the Guardian's How did that happen? Because somehow it did happen. And this follows another oopsie back in September when MSN published an obituary for former NBA player Brandon Hunter with the headline, Brandon Hunter useless at 42, (laughs) featuring article text like, Former NBA participant Brandon Hunter, who beforehand performed for the Boston Celtics and Orlando Magic, has handed away on the age of 42, as introduced by Ohio Males' basketball coach Jeff Bowles on Tuesday. Hunter, initially a extremely regarded high school basketball participant in Cincinnati, achieved vital success as a ahead for the Bobcats. Yeah. Great journalism, perfectly befitting of uh, a person who fucking died. And uh, before that, in August, another MSN article listed the Ottawa Food Bank, number three on its list of can't-miss tourist destinations in the city. You're not going to want to miss this food bank. They even said, show up with an empty stomach. (laughs) Wow. Uh,
1: Well, speaking of embarrassing, it's now time to once again talk about Elon Musk. Dun-dun-dun. And let's start with the fact that despite everyone having kind of forgotten about it amidst everything else, Elon is once again challenging Mark Zuckerberg to a fight. And this was one of the more embarrassing Elon Musk sagas of recent months in which he challenged Zuckerberg to a cage match, apparently without realizing that the Zuck is actually a serious jiu-jitsu practitioner and then spent several weeks claiming that Zuckerberg was just too afraid to fight him. Despite Zuckerberg insisting that he was totally down, And that Elon was the one not answering his messages about actually setting up a real MMA event. And this all culminated in Elon driving around Mark Zuckerberg's neighborhood, threatening to show up at his house for some practice sparring. And by then, it was clear that this was never going to happen. And we all moved on. And I think for a while there, Elon was probably happy
0: that everyone stopped paying attention to it. But we're bringing that shit back. Mm. Elon was back on the Joe Rogan podcast. Joe Rohan's. Back in the Joe Rohan podcast <laughs> this week for a three-hour interview that you could not pay me to sit through. I saw uh, like a 15-second clip, and I was like, this is so boring. Three hours. We, I need to study the, the brains of people who watch, what is it, two episodes a week he publishes? I don't know. Six hours? No. Just long-haul truckers. I have a uh, shout-out to all our long-haul
1: trucker listeners yeah, out there. Yeah, we got a
0: few. Yeah. Thanks for making the right choice. hmm But yeah, he was on Joe Rohan, and he used the opportunity to uh, reignite the feud for some fucking reason. Here's Gizmodo. Just after the two-hour mark in the podcast, the two talked about the proposed fight between Musk and Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg that was heavily hyped over the summer. The fight between the tech giant bosses ended up not happening, but Musk says he's still up for it. I don't need any time, Musk's answer to Rogan on how long he needs to prepare. I'm willing to do it anytime, anywhere. Any place in the world, Musk said. The Tesla CEO continued to express his fighting prowess, claiming he has been trained in judo, taekwondo, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and street fighting. <laughs> Musk also alluded to how Zuck's grappling skills would be hindered, as he's taller than the Meta CEO. Submission moves like an armbar would be harder to pull off.
1: Look, fuck you, Elon Musk. You lying piece of garbage trash. You would never, ever... This is This is just not going to happen. No. If Mark Zuckerberg was like, okay, if Joe Rogan was like, well, good news, we got Mark Zuckerberg right here.
0: I mean, yeah, Musk would
1: piss his pants.
0: Yeah, I do wish. I do wish Zuckerberg was a little more down to uh, leaning. He in.
1: respects the sport too much.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, he's not willing to treat this like sports entertainment. Yeah, he's not going wrestler mode. No, but if he did, it would be very funny.
1: Musk is such a like stereotypical bully who runs his mouth and can't back it up. It's like he he's just a living textbook definition
0: of some of the worst traits of the worst people. He's a he's a cry bully, which is perfectly exemplified by that story uh, from his youth where, well, as he told it for years, he's like, I was bullied relentlessly. Someone threw me down a flight of stairs. And then his dad much later was like, yeah, he got thrown down a flight of stairs. Because he went up to a classmate whose dad just killed himself like a few days before and made fun of him for it. And it's like, oh, oh, that certainly changes, uh, changes the Changes story. the framing of everything. It's a key yeah. detail, I'd say. Still,
1: you're a, you're a big sissy, and you will not fight Mark Zuckerberg, Musk. Yeah. But elsewhere in the podcast, the two took a break to eat pineapple and anchovy pizza. What the fuck? Uh, and then Joe Rohan, as Elon Musk mistakenly called him in a tweet, and despite all of the features in the world, has not edited it. No. Nope. Shot an arrow at a Cybertruck to demonstrate that unlike other cars, bam! <laughs> unlike, you can fit so many arrows in this, uh, the Cybertruck will come in very handy if you and your truck are somehow transported back in time to the Battle of Hastings.
0: Yeah. I'm uh, not going to get hit by any of those arrows. I'm uh, just going to bounce off. Uh,
1: Dr. Mr. Cody had the best take. Man who's trying to sell a car. The, this, the arrows that would typically penetrate a normal car uh-huh. are clearly not going through this one. This is
0: a real issue facing uh, the dri- America's drivers right now is yeah. uh, people firing arrows at their cars. And mm-hmm. it's just good to know that one automaker, one of America's automakers, is finally doing something about this by yeah. by building a car entirely out of uh, stainless steel. A material that for some reason no other automaker has thought to use. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they just haven't thought about it. Okay. And there aren't any more, uh, you know real reasons for why they don't do that. On the uh, uh, fermented
1: fish note, Rogan also apparently claimed that his doctor said that it was, he he had, I forget what he had in his blood, but it was like way too much. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I eat a bunch of uh, tinned fish every night. And the doctor's like, you're making yourself very ill.
0: Yeah, I mean. He's going to have gout. He's going to be rolling around. I imagine just the sodium alone would be not great. Yeah, can't remember,
1: it was like a brief clip, but it was like know, iron or acid or something in his fucking blood.
0: Yeah, probably not great, but it's good to hear Joe Rogan is not going to listen to that quack who's telling him not to uh, eat like a normal person, or telling him to eat like a normal person. Yeah. No, fuck that. I'm going to eat like an absolute freak. I'm going to eat sardines at midnight yeah. in bed Uh huh. next to my wife, who loves the smell it's wild.
1: Uh, but anyways, we assume that at this point that Mark Zuckerberg isn't going to even bother responding to Musk's fight challenge. Because why would he? He actually acts like an adult. Yeah. And he still, it, it. Musk is clearly not serious.
0: No, this is a joke.
1: So we should all just ignore this and focus on more relevant things. For example, Elon Musk has been sued again. To be clear, X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, has been sued on free speech grounds which is a bit odd considering how much Elon claims to support free speech. But let's check out what uh, this lawsuit's all about.
0: Here's Wired. X has banned the account of a prominent critic after he published data that he claims exposed the site's embrace of the far right after Elon Musk's takeover last year. Travis Brown, a software developer based in Berlin, alleges his account was first suspended on July 1st this year, several months after his data formed the basis of New York Times and CNN reports claiming that far-right influencers featured prominently among Twitter Blue subscribers and how thousands of previously banned X accounts, including members of the far-right, were being reinstated on the site. How dare he state this objectively true uh, fact that Uh anyone with eyes could verify? On Tuesday, Brown announced his decision to challenge his account suspension in court in Berlin. This is a matter of principle, he says. I think it is important that platforms like Twitter are not allowed to shut down criticism arbitrarily. X did not reply to repeated requests for comment.
1: So, okay, Uh, Travis Brown was banned from Twitter because the free speech he was exercising was documenting the fact that Elon Musk's free speech policies were resulting in a bunch of banned Nazi accounts getting unbanned. Which is objectively true. Yeah. Free speech for all, unless you use it to talk about the negative implications of unfettered free speech. Got it. Cool. It's the free speech paradox. A- anyway, here's more on what got him banned. Brown says he worked for X for one year, leaving in 2015 when his team was shut down. In 2022, he received a grant from the Open Knowledge Foundation, a nonprofit, to build software that would enable him to trace the history of accounts engaging in disinformation and hate speech. That tool, which focused on the company then known as Twitter, enabled him to identify which social media accounts posting about Russia's invasion of Ukraine had a history of posting spam. But it also meant he could identify, almost in real time, which previously banned accounts
0: were being reinstated on X, he says. It continues, After Musk took over, you did see a very strong turn towards the far right in terms of which accounts were being amplified, which accounts were building followings more quickly, he claims. Brown received no warning before his account was initially banned in July, the developer says. He says his account was restored in September after a court order. But later that same month, Twitter informed Brown that his account would be banned again, with X justifying his decision to the court in a 36-page letter. X argued that Brown was using the platform's data in a way that violated its terms of service. A similar argument was used in the case against the Center for Countering Digital Hate. X's terms of service were updated in September 2023 to prohibit crawling or scraping in any form. According to Brown, he has developed many small applications that draw on different data sources and are used by different researchers. But the tool he used to trace the history of X accounts relied on data from the Internet Archive as well as data gathered from X's API, he says, adding that this was done in a way he believed to be in compliance with the developer agreement at the time. Anyways, it'll be
1: interesting to see how this case turns out, especially since it's been filed in Germany, where keeping track of Nazis on social media is taken a little bit more seriously.
0: Yeah, I think the court will be a bit more sympathetic to this case than it yeah. would have been in the U.S. But now let's talk about the future of X, because boy, is give it to, bright. Here's the future of X. We're going to give it to you.
1: And it's going to be everything. Giving you everything. Everything. All of your dreams can come true. Think
0: of something. Picture something in your head. That's X.
1: Why did the monkey's paw we have over
0: there just curl its finger, Elliot? That's X.
1: Oh, sorry, it's not Halloween anymore. We can't do any more spooky takes. Yeah, it's, uh...
0: Thanksgiving. Well, if you're Mariah Carey, it is time. I uh, have already (laughs)
1: been Christmas posting. You're welcome, everyone. It's no secret that Elon has big plans for turning the world's 18th most popular social app into something that everyone uses for everything. And last week, he laid out some very ambitious goals. Here's The Verge. Elon Musk wants X to be the center of your financial world, (laughs) handling anything in your life that deals with money. Mm. He expects those features to launch by the end of 2024, he told X employees during an all-hands call on Thursday, saying that people will be surprised with just how powerful it is. (sighs) When I say payments, I actually mean someone's entire financial life, Musk said, according to audio of the meeting obtained by The Verge. If it involves money, it'll be on our platform. Money or securities or whatever. So it's not just like send twenty dollars to my friend. I'm talking about like you won't need a bank account. Ex CEO Linda Yaccarino said the company sees this becoming a full opportunity in 2024. It would blow my mind if we don't have that rolled out by the end of next year. Musk said, uh, "Prepare to be mind blown." Yeah, sir. my
0: mind is about to be blown again.
1: He's telling the people that are tasked with building this
0: what they're going like, and it's going to blow your mind. We're going to have everything. I do admire his. Boundless optimism because, like, if I had to bet money on anything, it would be that he doesn't own this company at the end of 2024, mm-hmm. and/or it does no, it no longer exists. Mm-mm. But he's thinking big. Yeah, throw it out. The Everything wall. we've been shown has just been a downward trajectory in every possible way. But he's, you know. He's got the power Let's of throw, uh, positive Let's throw
1: everyone's personal finances onto the pile and see how that works to make the website much more
0: functional. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, obviously, even if they do manage to pull this off, a big hurdle that they will face will be getting people to actually switch from their well-established banking and stock trading platforms to a company that regularly gets talked about in the financial press specifically, like it's on the verge of death. hmm But this week, Elon made it clear that it's not just financial services. It would be foolish to put all of Twitter's eggs in that basket. No, everything app means everything. So here's The Verge again. What is now called X is in the process of becoming a single application that encompasses everything, he recently told employees. Being the digital town square, as he described Twitter in the past, isn't enough. For X to succeed in Musk's eyes, the platform needs to compete with YouTube, LinkedIn, FaceTime, dating apps, and the entire banking industry. We're rapidly transforming the company from what it was, Twitter 1.0, to the Everything app, Musk said during an internal X meeting on October 26th, which The Verge listened to and is publishing a full transcript out below. The meeting was timed to the anniversary of Musk officially buying Twitter for 44 billion and was his first joint all hands with Lindy Ocarino, who joined as CEO in May. And you're not going to believe, uh, let's let's t- do a little AI poll here. Did the man who made everyone come back to the office under threat of losing their job, did he appear in person at this all hands meeting? Hmm. The answer is no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Wow. He Damn. was far, far away. I know this
1: because I follow his jet on threads. <laughs> uh, here's a great little snippet from the article. Turning Twitter into X has been a messy process so far. The company's biggest advertisers have mostly fled over the past year, thanks to Musk's antics. His X premium subscription hasn't caught on. The business is still not profitable, and its valuation is sinking. Musk, however, projected optimism during the call last week, saying at one point, I think this is the fastest rate of innovation maybe ever for any internet company. This guy is high on something, and it's probably ketamine. His own supply. We're not going to read the entire transcript, but there are some real gems of utter delusion in there, like this part. Uh, Elliot, please
0: tell the people what Lindy Ocarino said. We have to take a moment and think about what we've done in just a year. The advancements we've made in video, growing our communities, our creator program, X hiring I don't know about you, but some of you may have been victims to all my video calling last night. It doesn't stop. And with payments around the corner, I think it's pretty exciting to say that there's no surrogate for X, which is why everyone watches our every move. Then Elon interrupts with, and copies us. (laughs) And then Linda continues, when you're as consequential as X is, watching every move, I guess it's to be expected. We need to get used to it. We need to lean in and own it. And I'm intentionally using the word consequential because we're creating something a lot more meaningful here. We're working to protect the freedom of expression, what we're doing here in building at X is helping humanity thrive. You know where she's going to end up working after this, like Exxon or BP. Yeah, no, she's. I, I I always say this. She's good at the job she was hired to do. She has like, no qualms about what she is doing. Yeah, and no. will do it with a smile
1: on her face uh, to the fullest extent of her ability. Yeah,
0: she was hired because she is. She has that snake oil charm yeah. that you need to really yeah. succeed in uh, that. Those levels of business, it's she's uh, just saying just straight up fucking bullshit. Yeah, but it's coming out like you know, like yeah, cool. She's saying the things that everyone
1: wants to hear from a CEO in that CEO voice, just in the face of just a crumbling company. And it was funny on like the day after you know the stock price, not the stock price, but the valuation was marked down by not only their internal documents uh, based on how much their employees can vest or whatever, but also companies like Fidelity, other financial Mm -hmm. firms who are marking their prices down uh, with just the tweet. It it was a response to something, but the tweet is just her going, a hot dog. (laughs) It's just like, uh, Linda, what do you want? This or a hot, hot dog. And it's like, Man, she really just keeps posting like it's the year twenty fourteen. Yeah, uh, she did a big celebration for Mariah
0: Carey. Yeah, of course. Uh, being thought out, as Linda Mariah. loves Christmas. Yeah. I, I I based off of nothing. I can tell you that Linda goes fucking crazy for Christmas. Yeah, she has her her servants decorate the shit yeah, out of absolutely. that house. She she reminds me of like a
1: an actress who is method acting as a CEO because it's having seen a bunch of them at work firsthand, like. She just nails it.
0: Yeah. She she has that CEO energy. She's a born CEO.
1: Yeah. And she was a little bit late to be born
0: mobile, but uh, I'd like to see and what yeah, she can do with the national telecom. When the dust settles on all this, Linda is coming out of it looking the best. Yeah. I
1: don't think she'll be hired at any like reputable company, but I think that she no. will do great things at Philip Morris. Yeah. <laughs> Cigarettes are
0: doing great.
1: Yes, uh, guys are uh, <laughs> uh, fucking uh, Northrop Gunman or whatever. What's uh, how, how do you Northrop it? Grumman? Grumman. We're doing great things right now. We bigger got bigger
0: bombs, bigger dreams. Yes, business is booming.
1: Literally, we don't know why. Uh, some stuff going on in the Middle East, but uh, hey. hey,
0: numbers are up. <laughs> I don't look. I don't ask where the bombs go. I just ask where to, you know, where to load them onto the, the airplanes. This one looks know? like a hot dog. Yeah. Hot dogs. Speaking of hot dogs, we got hot dogs down in the lobby. You know what washes down a hot dog better than anything? A smooth camel cigarette. Mm. <laughs> you know, they're uh, they're filtered for that smooth taste. Yes. None of the bad stuff gets in your lungs because of that cool filter. And we can't legally use the Joe Camel mascot anymore, but we found one of the suits lying around in the closet downstairs. I'm going to put it on. And I'm going to be Joe Camel at the party. You can take a picture with me in the Joe Camel costume. Yeah. It's a little bit of fun.
1: I'm excited to see where her career goes, because we know that it doesn't stop here, but it probably will be over here
0: soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very exciting stuff for Linda, Uh and and no one else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, here's another big brain moment from Elon. Video is the highest bandwidth way to consume information. Sometimes people wonder about Gen Z. Is their mind rushing or something, because they're just watching short videos over and over again. But actually video is the highest bandwidth means of communication. Certainly, what video you are watching, of course, that can be dubious, but obviously, that is the best way to consume information. You can think of a meme as really compressed information, where you're conveying many different ideas in a single image with some text. Um, this guy's the dumbest man on
0: earth. I mean, he he really is. I'm not gonna say he's the dumbest. This is someone padding a book report. Yeah. He's like, obviously, he has intelligence in yes, some yes, categories, yes. but he's like the worst case ever of like uh, a form of Dunning Kruger where you're like successful and good at like one specific thing, and you then believe that makes you a genius about everything. Uh-huh. It is. Video is actually the highest bandwidth form of information.
1: It is. Fascinating to hear this guy talk because everyone's being exposed to levels of bullshit that they haven't been able to see without
0: being in a corporate structure like yeah. this fairly high up. Listening to Elon Musk talk is actually the lowest bandwidth form of information. Yes. It's actually, uh, you're taking information out of your brain.
1: I, 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 I can just, I can relive the past of sitting in machinima meetings with CEOs and executives. We're not they're, an MCN. We're they're, an M2M. They're, they're making up words. <laughs> They're just making things M2M, up.
0: M2M—that's that's, uh, that's a, a gay slang on hookup websites. We're an M2M. The the and everyone in the room is nodding along and clapping because they don't right. want to lose their jobs. And who's that? Whoop
1: whoop! That's, that's the, the sound, sound of the police.
0: police. That's right. The fun police is here. Mandatory barbecue at lunch. I don't care what you're working on. You stop working and you come get a sweet treat for our meet and greet. I mean, a lot of this
1: a lot of this show comes from just uh, just sitting through the dumbest shit either of us have ever seen, being forced into a corporate world, having worked like just doing editing and stuff like that in production, and then having to sit in meetings with people who went to fucking Stanford and Harvard uh, trying to communicate things that you're already doing.
0: Yeah. Just checking off a box, making themselves essential, even though they absolutely are not. Would it surprise anyone to know that video is the highest
1: bandwidth form of communication? Mm. Hmm. Writing that to bandwidth. That's could, right. It's good. Could, this, you I want to use a go
0: getter here. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing about the stand up meetings. There's always, always like the the brown nosers. Clearly, that kid from the show Recess with his little notepad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. And uh, I mean, at this point, like Quitters, Twitter's, Twitter's got to be like 90. Twitter. more like Quitter. Well, no, the Quitters are gone. So now Twitter is like it's ninety percent just like total sycophants.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There are people talking about the Cybertruck and how like useful it is. The arrows thing, just like. A lot of you a lot of you still don't get it.
0: This a lot is going to be used. This uh, is going
1: to be used by children straight out of high school who are driving through military zones. It's like like you're making up all these things. Also, this isn't a military vehicle.
0: Yeah. Also if it was a
1: military vehicle, it would be made more practical for those kind of uses. It's not. It's
0: a it's a suburban assault vehicle. This car is going to kill people. <laughs> yes it will. It's only a matter of time.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Anyway, we've got more news for you coming right up. But first this episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix. Mm-hmm. I just got a box today. I need to go through it, but uh, very excited. Yeah. If you spent all summer in the same t-shirt and shorts, you might notice um, it's getting a bit cold. It's starting to cool off. Yeah. So, uh-oh, are you ready to up your wardrobe game but don't know where to start or even what size you are at some of the trendy online shops? It's time to get yourself a Stitch Fix stylist. Stitch Fix is an easy way to get clothes that fit you without having to endlessly browse through options or spend outside your budget. Think of them as your style partner. Your stylist will learn about your tastes and collaborate with you on looks you'll love without breaking the bank with your choices in mind and a wide range of sizes available from extra small to triple
1: XL, they'll find your perfect fit and send you clothes handpicked just for you. They have over a thousand brands and styles to do the work of choosing the best options for you. And they'll even show you how to wear head to toe outfits so you can just get dressed and go. If you don't love something, just send it back. Shipping returns and exchanges are always free. In our experience, Pitchfix is just about the easiest possible way to add a couple new items to your wardrobe a few times a year. Change with the seasons. It's the best way to do it. A lot of times you'll even end up with something that you love that you would have never even tried on at the store. I got some tech pants on now. I think they saw that I uh, like running. It's getting
0: dark and cold out. Yeah. I need some pants to run in. This man in. needs to be mobile, but also comfortable. Comfortable. And I am. Thanks Stitch Fix. They just get me and they'll get you too. Try today at stitchfix.com newsday and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com newsday. Stitchfix.com newsday.
1: This episode is also sponsored by Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, your utility bills and favorite streaming services, inflation is everywhere. Cancel HBO Max. Seriously, make it stop. Thankfully, there's one company out there that's given you a much-needed break. It is Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton, with phone plans starting at just 15 bucks a month.
0: For people looking for extra savings this year, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. By going online only and eliminating the traditional costs of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium
1: wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/newsday. That is mintmobile.com/newsday. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash newsday. Cut it in half. Yeah, I used it uh, when I went out of town. It was seamless. The coverage is there.
0: It works and it's cheap. So there you go. mintmobile.com slash newsday. Mm-hmm. Back to the news now, and after so much talk about Twitter, uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a look at Threads. Hey, the meta app whose selling point is essentially. It's literally Twitter, but minus the Elon Musk stuff. And yeah. that is actually, it's a pretty appealing pitch for a lot of people.
1: I'm liking it. And, it, and in the past three or four weeks, a lot of people have been uh, switching over to it, and it's become a very active place. Even the sports nerds what are, they, are finally
0: making it over there. What do they call posting? Weaving? Nobody calls it anything knitting? because you don't need to call it anything. I'm knitting over here on posting. threads. It's posting. No, they should call it, they should embrace it. Twitter had all that bird stuff for so long. Threads needs to embrace... The Threads. Or maybe not, because you might have forgotten this, but it's always important to keep in mind that Meta is an evil company. Yeah, they're bad. In fact, it's way more evil than any of Elon's companies. He's just more annoying. Yeah. Uh, Case in point, turns out Meta stole the name Threads from a tech company that's been around for over a decade, and this wasn't just some unfortunate oversight. They literally tried to buy the name, and then when that didn't work, they just used it anyway. Here's Engadget. A UK-based software company
1: called Threads Software Limited is threatening legal action against Meta over its use of the name Threads. The company, which says it's owned the Threads trademark since 2012, makes an intelligent message hub that uses AI to help businesses keep track of phone calls, emails, and other messages. Threads Software Limited claims that Meta lawyers made four separate attempts beginning in April 2023 to buy the software company's Threads.app domain and eventually shut down its Facebook account. (laughs) Jeez. Every offer was declined, the company said in a statement. It was made clear to Meta's Instagram that the domain was not for sale. In July 2023, Meta's Instagram announced its Threads social media platform and removed Threads Software Limited from its Facebook platform. Bye-bye. That's a little bit of spite on the end there. Uh, yeah, so that's interesting. Seems pretty clear
0: cut. Yeah, but uh...
1: it's fucked up. And look, I've, every time it comes up, I say it again: like Meta, bad company; Zuckerberg, bad person. They're just having a little bit of a, a PR
0: yeah. uh, run right now because of just how awful Elon Musk has been. I mean, I, I do have to hand it slightly to uh, Adam Musseri, who runs Meta or runs Threads and Instagram. Um, he clearly—he's never like consciously said this, but he clearly understands that everything that went horribly wrong at Facebook was due to uh, just it turning into like the boomer news sharing yeah. zone. So he's just like, we don't want Threads to be a place where people go for their news. In fact. We'd we'd much rather avoid that. It's Uh. just for people hanging out. Please don't post news on threads. Unfortunately for him, that's (laughs) what it is. That's what it's going to be. That's
1: what people want to talk about. Yeah. It's current events, it's news, it's everything else. And that's what gets engagement and replies Mm -hmm. and posts. It's just, it's the natural way that things have gone. No, what what are you doing?
0: Come on. Just post like what you had for dinner. Yeah. Who are you going to follow for Follow Friday? It's the plot. Who's your man crush Monday? It's it's also what Linda wants for X. Like, does
1: anyone have a good pumpkin pie recipe? Why aren't we posting more pumpkin
0: pie recipes? Yeah. She wants 2014 Twitter. Yeah. With the Nazis and everything else. Uh Uh-huh. It was a simpler time. Uh, But moving on to some good news. Hot labor summer has continued well into fall. And while the Screen Actors Guild is still on strike with no clear end in sight, The United Auto Workers Union struck a deal this week to end their strike against Ford, GM, and Chrysler. Uh, And it sounds like auto workers are pretty stoked about how it all turned out. Here's Reuters. General Motors and the United Auto Workers struck a tentative deal on Monday, ending the union's unprecedented six-week campaign of coordinated strikes that won record pay increases for workers at the Detroit Three automakers. The accord follows deals the union reached in recent days with Ford Motor and Chrysler owner Stellantis. Significant victories for auto workers after years of stagnant wages and painful concessions following the 2008 financial crisis. "We wholeheartedly believe our strike squeezed every last dime out of <laughs> General Motors," UAW President Sean Fain said in a video address. "They underestimated us. They underestimated you." The union officially suspended its strike against the Detroit 3. UAW local leaders will come to Detroit on Friday to consider the deal with GM before taking terms to all union workers for ratification. And this Sean Fang guy, like, total, he's a total sleeper. Because you look at him, you're just like, that's just... Some guy. Just some guy. <laughs> and he is, like, a fucking... He's basically a fucking communist. And uh, <laughs> But he's, like, subtle about... It's just, you look at this guy... He's at, like, fuck these companies. He, he, he just, really he wants every to screw time. them, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's really refreshing. It's, uh-huh. uh, it's kind of a throwback to the old Union days. And, like, I mean, the Teamsters, the guy who runs the Teamsters, Sean O'Brien, he's, like, old school, like... Why don't I come over there and kick your ass sort of leader? This guy, much more like mild-mannered, looks like he maybe collects model trains. Yeah. But uh, do not fuck with him on labor issues. And following this victory, the UAW already has
1: its sights set on unionizing non-union car makers, which Toyota swiftly responded to by announcing 9% raises for most of its assembly line workers to make unionize, unionization less appealing. Uh, They're feeling see, the heat. <laughs> see the spillover effect that yeah. this has, people? Hello. The big target, though, the white whale seems to be Tesla, which, as we've seen over the years, is a company with a less than stellar record for worker safety and job security, and which really, really does not want its workforce to unionize.
0: Yeah, I th- I think they're going to be able to bait Tesla into actually doing uh, union suppression on a scale that can't simply be ignored by the authorities. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be interesting.
1: Uh, UAW President Sean Fain is also proposing some plans for inter-union solidarity, which, if successfully implemented, would make hot labor summer a permanent fixture every few
0: years. Here's Common Dreams. In a speech on Sunday night in Detroit, UAW President Sean Fain made clear that the April 2028 expiration date was chosen strategically with an eye toward invigorating a labor movement that has been under coordinated assault by corporations and their political allies for decades. Quote, May Day was born out of the intense struggle by workers in the United States to win an eight-hour day. That's a struggle that is just as relevant today as it was in 1889, Fain said. Even though May Day has its roots here in the United States, it is widely celebrated by workers all over the world. It's more than just a day of commemoration. It's a call to action. Aligning contract expiration dates, Fain argued, would allow unions to begin to flex our collective muscles. If we are going to truly take on the billionaire class and rebuild the economy so that it starts to work for the benefit of the many and not the few, then it's important that we not only strike, but that we strike together, said Fame, the first UAW president to be directly elected by rank-and-file members. So basically, he wants all the unions to set their expiration dates uh, to align with basically the same time. Yeah. Uh, so that every cool. four years, like like the Labor Olympics, we get every business going on strike. Very exciting.
1: Whew! Uh, anyways, that's the end of this week's episode of Tech News Day. We have more coming up for you soon. Uh, if you somehow missed it, whoa! We have a scary episode. The scariest episode so, we've ever done. It's the it's it's frightening. Boo! Don't get too scared, but uh, it's over there as well as a recent episode of Weekly Weird News. Uh, like the video,
0: click the like button. You're doing your part. Comment. Yeah. Subscribe. Subscribe to the channel. Ring the bell so you know when we post videos. Reply to oh the best costume
1: I saw was uh, someone in a hazmat suit standing in front of the actual house from Zillow that we covered on sunday they sent wow. it to our twitter account Oh, wow, i and, didn't see that because uh, twitter
0: doesn't work but uh, yeah it was, uh,
1: <laughs> someone uh, who watches the show went to the house from zillow and stood there in front of, with a hazmat suit on sweet yeah so you win the yeah. internet today halloween <laughs> costume contest okay now click the like button leave a comment ring the bell join click the join button do all those things videos are over here and we'll see you soon for another video Bye-bye. bye bye bye